This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Handoff Anderson inside the 15. Spins, gets away. 10, 5, touchdown, Ramon Anderson. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors, your roofing, windows, and siding partners for life. Pressure, now he'll just sling it, and he's got a man at the five. School football game of the week only on Fort Wayne Sports Station 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Now, here to call all your high school football action, it's Brett Rump. It is September Survival Friday night in the Summit Athletic Conference. Tonight from Homestead High School, two teams with already a blemish on their Summit Athletic Conference record will clash. One will continue on with hopes of competing for an SAC title, while the other nearly mathematically eliminated. It's the 2-1 Snyder Panthers visiting the 3-1 Homestead Spartans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Homestead. Homestead's Dave Walters Stadium. I am Brett Rump along with the coach, Shannon Griffith. Both these teams come in ranked number nine in their respective polls for the Homestead Spartans. That's in Class 6A. For the Snyder Panthers, it's in Class 5A. For Homestead, they answered the call last week with a challenging game on the road at Bishop Wanger. Meanwhile, the only call Snyder got might have been from the girlfriends to go out on Friday night. They didn't have a game last week. Are there any concerns as far as any rust that sets in with a high school athlete middle of the season? No, and I, 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 I I'm pretty sure that Kurt probably kept an edge on them in practice towards the weekend and such. But you know they come in fresh, knowing what Homestead's going to give them because they've had plenty of time to scout them. They've had time to scout themselves. We're going to get their best, of course. Uh, and Homestead's going to have to throw some wrinkles in because I guarantee it, Snyder's going to be well prepared. Snyder defensively, they had some problems in their secondary when we saw them against the Carroll Chargers earlier this year. That was against a backup quarterback for Carroll. Tonight, they go against Peyton Slavin, who we saw throw some beautiful deep balls last week against Bishop Dwenger. How big of a concern is that if you're Snyder defensively? Well, it's a huge concern because he's completing 67% of his passes, and he only has three interceptions. Now, he's, two of those have been the games that we have called, but, you know, they're going to have to find ways to get pressure on him, and they got to get Homestead uncomfortable. Homestead right now is 47% on third down efficiency. What's that tell you? A, they're going really good on first and second down, that they're in a position to convert on those third and mediums, third and shorts on a very consistent basis. Speaking of third and shorts, that's the run, and they've got the guy that could do it in Tyrese Brown. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, you can throw the other young man in there, uh, Langston, who also can, you know, power it up in there, but Brown, he is a similar to running what we saw last week with with Tipman, hard downhill, and Snyder's going to run their power schemes, and Olmstead's going to have to be prepared. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back. It's the kickoff between Homestead and Snyder when we return on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Have you heard? Pizza Hut has Detroit-style pizza, and it's so good. The Pizza Hut Detroit-style pizza is a rectangular deep-dish pizza with a crispy, cheesy crust edge, layered with toppings and cheese all the way to the edge, and finished with a premium diced tomato sauce on top. Mmm! You can create your own Detroit-style pizza or get a meaty deluxe, double pepperoni, or supremo. Pair the Detroit-style pizza with all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. Now that's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. And the kickoff for the Homestead Spartans who send it from the south toward the north end zone is into the end zone. It'll be a touchback and the Snyder Panthers will get the ball first tonight on offense. They'll be led by Luke Hopper, 5'11", 170-pound junior quarterback, completing about 58% of his passes. Meanwhile, the backfield includes running back Tyrese Brown, 6'1", 206, just basically a perfect size for a running back. Uh, uh, he has uh, had a big year so far, 135 rushes, 867 yards. And Brown will line up in the backfield and get the handoff up the middle. There's the Homestead defense greeting him at the line of scrimmage and then pushing him back. No gain at all. They might give him the length of the football just across the 20. It'll be second down and nine, but Homestead, they've got that big defensive tackle, the nose guard that's in there defensively. <laughs> He's a big man. And Toriano Franklin and Jonathan Waddell. Waddell, the big fella. He's right over the center. And here's a handoff coming off left tackle. It is Brown. The play stretched out toward the sideline and eventually taken down for about a three-yard gain. Good job of pursuing the play. Isaac Barkas among those that got there to put down Tyrese Brown. And now it's a third down and six. Not a comfortable position for the Panthers. Now, and Pearson did a great job. That hole looked like it was there. And then all of a sudden, Pearson came in and closed it up quickly. From the left hash, two receivers to the right, one to the left. Single back is Brown, drop back in the pocket. Hopper, a quick throw to the left. It's completed out at the 31 and immediately hit and taken down. Jordan Lee with the little stop route, took it to the chains and then turned around and Hopper just zipped it in between his numbers. That is a gain of eight yards to the 32 and it's enough to convert on third down and make it first and 10 Snyder. You know, they really haven't had to put a lot of uh, the ball in Hopper's hands that much. 
From the left hash, handoff, nice hole up the middle. Here goes Tyrese Brown, 45-50, finally stumbling down at the Homestead 45-yard line. 23 yards on that carry by Tyrese Brown, and once you get him into the second level, he's very dangerous. That time, Snyder got the gap for Brown to run through, and he turned it into a big play. Yeah, and again, they're running their power run game. They do it very well, and Brown runs those power run games very well because he's patient. Still on the left hash, two receivers, short side to the left, one receiver to the right. Shotgun snap for Hopper. Man in motion, and the give up the middle. Brown looks for a hole, just puts the pads down, drives right through a Homestead defender, and continues to churn forward inside the 40, all the way to the 37-yard line. How about that for an <laughs> eight-yard run? And we're seeing about the same type of run game that Homestead faced last week against Dwayne. And they had plenty of 80-yard drives uh, last week that they did not come out on the top of. Trip receivers to the wide side right. Give to Brown. He's through the initial hole. Hit at the 35. Goes forward to the 34. That'll be a first down on a four-yard pickup. Again, this is exactly what Snyder wants yep. to do. Burn some clock. Pound the football with Tyrese Brown, knowing that they can always spell him through the night, as you mentioned Langston Lavelle a 6 397 pound junior is a pretty uh, solid yes, second team guy yes he is Left hash, two receivers to the right. Homestead shows blitz. Here they come. Hoppert unloads it, and to the far sideline, it's incomplete. Looking for an out route through too far in front of his intended receiver, Kamari Juarez, and that will bring up second down and 10. Homestead brought a blitz that time, and they ran their uh, sprint out right into it, so that's a good job defensively there by Homestead. From the 34, it is on the left hash, second down and 10, up the middle with Tyrese Brown. Hit at the line of scrimmage, but Brown just grinds his way to very close to the 30-yard line. Give him three on the play to the 31. It's going to bring up a third down and seven in what might be four-down territory for the Snyder Panthers. Yeah, I, I think if they can get a pretty good uh, average here, four or five yards, I think they'll go for it. Because they're in no man's land, really. Putting it's not going to do much for you, and a field goal's too long here. Three minutes, 45 seconds into play. Snyder with the football at the Homestead 31, third and seven. Drop back, throw oh. near sideline, and stepping in front of the receiver, tipping it away. It's uh, Ethan Dorsey. He's a senior linebacker who had outside coverage, did a nice job of deflecting the ball out of bounds on the sideline, and now it's fourth down and seven, and it looks like the They're Panthers gonna are going to try for a long field goal of about 48 yards. Yeah, Hopper just stared that receiver down that time, and that corner just jumped it. This is going to be Nick Talamantes, who hit a 47-yarder to beat Northside. This one on the left hash from 48. The set is good. The kick, plenty of leg, and it no good to the left. Kind of hit it off his ankle, it looked like. A knuckleball that sailed off to the left, but had plenty of distance for Talamantes. And 
the Snyder Panthers drive ends on a missed field goal. So the Homestead Spartans will take over with the ball sitting at their own 20-yard line. That's a And that's a rule in high school. The ball actually goes to the 20, not from the spot of the miss. So in some respects, uh, it's I like can see... like an 11-yard loss for Homestead. Yeah, I can see why they tried the field goal there. Shotgun snap for Peyton Slavin. Man in motion, left to right, and they'll give it on the Jets' sweep. Here comes Gage Sparrow. Tries to pick up a block at the numbers, cuts up field to the 24, and a host of Snyder Panthers there to swallow him up, in, including Caden Hurst. A six-foot, 245-pound senior defensive lineman who pursued all the way on that sweep. It's a gain of four, second down and six. And Homestead still missing, missing the Smith kid at running back. Fox is in. Low snap, handoff, and it is Fox with the run. He'll follow the right side of his line and get stood up right at the 25. And then push backwards. Nothing there for Brett Fox. He had trouble finding any kind of running room a week ago on the season. 45 carries, 211 yards, but last week averaged less than two yards a carry. Yeah, and you got Moon in there. Trip receivers wide side to the left on this third down, and we'll call it a long four. Just outside the 25-yard line, they need the 30 for the first down. Slavin with Fox in the backfield. Slavin, quick drop, throw, and he's got his man. It's caught, but short of the first down at the 29-yard line. That's going to be a yard short, and that's a mistake by the receiver. You've got to go to the sticks before you turn around and show your uh, numbers to Slavin. And that time it was about a half yard short, and it's going to force Homestead to punt the football. Yeah, and like you said, it was not good ball aware, uh, situational awareness there by Homestead. But, hey, credit Sanders' uh, defense getting a three and out on the first drive. I'm sure they're uh, well prepared for this week's against Homestead's what they throw at them. So Homestead set to punt. Carter Dixon will take this one somewhere near his 15-yard line. And before we have a snap, we have whistles. Got a delay. Five-yard march off against the Homestead Spartans. On the delay penalty, they'll move this back to the 24-yard line. Snyder should end up with pretty good field yeah. position out of this. Got Juarez lined up as a deep man. Here's the kick. It is away. End over end. Juarez calls for the fair catch, and he makes it at his own 36-yard line. That is a 40-yard punt. Good kick by Carter Dixon. No return on the fair catch. So Snyder takes over first and 10 at the 36-yard line with 5.52 remaining in a scoreless opening quarter. Yeah, they actually had a guy that looked like he may have been able to block it. He kind of pulled up there at the end, but uh, again, good field position for Snyder. If you're wondering about some of the plays that we're not calling names, it's because the sun <laughs> is shining directly into our faces and a glare off the window 
which because, is dirty. Well, it's because it's very dirty. <laughs> if you've had dirty windows with sun shining on them, you know what a glare it presents. Here's Tyrese Brown. Nice hole. Oh, he's across the 45. The 50 still on his feet as he breaks through an arm tackle, and he's inside the Spartans 45 to the 43. That is 21 yards, Tyrese Brown. And once you get to the secondary, he's such a strong runner, you cannot tackle him with just your arms. No, and they're trying to wrap him up, and then a guy's coming in trying to rip the ball out. So Homestead must have seen something on tape that he is uh, susceptible to having the ball stripped. So that's something to keep an eye on. First and 10 Panthers, Homestead 43-yard line. Right hash, two receivers to the left. They'll go with the wide receiver screen. War is the catch. Tries to get a block from Lee. Doesn't get much of one as Juarez is forced out of bounds after gaining only a couple yards. It'll be second down and about eight to go from the 41. Snyder trying to mix up some of their first down calls with passes. It's something that coaches keep track of. How many runs on first down versus how many pass? Still on the left, Hash. Empty on the right side of the field. They'll hand it up the middle. Tyrese Brown hit right at the line of scrimmage and then stacked up as he hits the 40. That'll be a short gain. Forward progress mark to the 39. So give him two, but it'll bring up another third down. An intermediate, third and six from the Spartans' 39-yard line. Third down and six. That was well defended. They got great push from the front three there, allowing their linebackers to get in there and really gang tackle that time. Ball on the left, hash, two receivers right, one receiver left, and the shotgun snap. Give to Brown another nice hole, and Brown will take it inside the 32 to about the 31, and that's going to be a first down on an eight-yard carry by Tyrese Brown, and Snyder has found something, getting some gaps for Tyrese Brown to pick up some nice runs, even running it on a third and six. <laughs> well, they caught Homestead in a blitz that was coming from the opposite way of the run, so they were soft in that spot. Brown found it, got eight yards, and uh, Snyder's still rolling. Ball on the left, Ash, two receivers to the right. They'll give it this time. Brown up the middle, pushing the pile to about the 26-yard line. Again, five yards. Just in being a physical between-the-tackles runner, Tyrese Brown. 6-1, 206. Coach Tipman talked quite a bit about Tyrese Brown in the offseason and the work that he has done to build up some strength, and certainly it is showing again tonight. Play action, roll out right, throw out in the flat, caught by Juarez, nice over-the-top catch on the out route at the 20, and he gets knocked out of bounds at the 18. Same little pass they tried earlier, kind of like what we call a roll pass. Good job by the guard because they brought, again, pressure on the outside. No, Hubbard. But first down. From the right hash, it is first and 10, Snyder at the 16. The clock down to 3.13 to go in the first quarter. Up the middle, Brown, nice hole. He's inside the 10. Down just inside the 10-yard line. I tell you right now, six yards right up the gut for Tyrese Brown. Snyder's offensive line is controlling the line of scrimmage. They are knocking Homestead off the ball, and that's making it easier for Brown because the, the seams are quite big, and he just gets through there so quick that he's on the linebackers before you know it. Give him seven on that carry. Second down and three from the 10. Ball on the right hash with a single receiver. Juarez to the right. 
Lee to the left, handoff again to Brown. Looks for a hole left side, and he gets popped at about the 10-yard line and works his way forward to the 8. So two yards for Tyrese Brown added to his first quarter total. It's going to bring up a third and very short. Yeah, that time they went with the outside zone there and got a little push on them. I bet they'll come right back with their little power run game inside here. Clock runs. We're down to about two minutes left here in the opening quarter. It's still scoreless. Snyder in the red zone. Third down. A yard to go from the eight. Shotgun for Hopper. Man in motion. Drifting across the formation. Give to Brown. He'll follow the blocker and get first down yardage inside the five to the four. It's first and goal for Snyder on a four-yard run by Tyrese Brown. You know, that's what Snyder does good. You know, when they line up in those short yardage situations, they're going to go to the run game that they play, that they hang their hat on, that power run game. And Brown, with him back there, my goodness, I'd love to have that kid. Now they bring in Moon, so they're bringing in some bodies here. Yeah, Dominic Moon and Lucas Rohrbacher will come in as blocking backs in front of Tyrese Brown, who gets the handoff on the right side of the line. He gets stood up at the two, and he can't get any more push, so he gets half the distance from the four to about the two, maybe even the three. The official on the far side not giving him a real good spot no, as they say he's at the three. And the other thing you get to watch out here now, Brown's carried the ball quite a bit, and you can kind of see him bending over there. But I don't think Coach Tipman's taking him out. <laughs> Not at this point. Second down and goal, and we'll call it the three-yard line. So only one yard credited to Tyrese Brown on the first down carry. Under a minute left here in the quarter. Ball centered between the hash marks. Balance formation. Double tight end. Play action. Roll. Throw to the tight end. Caught. Touchdown. Carter Wortman. His first touchdown of the year. The tight end just slipped out. And on the play action, all the linebackers filled gaps that left Wortman wide open. And an easy pitch and catch from Luke Hopper to Carter Wortman. And the Snyder Panthers strike first. They're on the board with 46.4 seconds left here in the first quarter. Just a great call. They went play action, caught Homestead, like you said, and it was an easy touch pass for touchdown. Brian Peterson will try to add the extra point for the Panthers. Snap, set, and kick. It's up, looks good, and it is. A 7-0 Snyder lead. It comes with 46.4 seconds remaining in quarter number one on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Have you heard? Pizza Hut has Detroit-style pizza, and it's so good. The Pizza Hut Detroit-style pizza is a rectangular deep-dish pizza with a crispy, cheesy crust edge, layered with toppings and cheese all the way to the edge, and finished with a premium diced tomato sauce on top. Mmm! You can create your own Detroit-style pizza or get a meaty deluxe, double pepperoni, or supremo. Pair the Detroit-style pizza with all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. Now that's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 the Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. 
Last minute of the first quarter, Snyder's had a very good quarter after a week off last week. The Panthers have executed the game plan perfectly, and I think the game plan was pretty much let's give it to Tyrese Brown. Well, and It's worked so far. Well, and we saw last week uh, with K.J. Tipman a very similar back and, and the success he had just pounding it with an undersized offensive line. So you had Snyder's big bodies in there, and right now they're blowing Homestead off the ball. Homestead's going to have to overload the box. There's just no, they're going to have to force Hopper to throw the football. Setting it up on the tee, just about ready for the kickoff. It's going to be Talamantes who kicks it off. And the ball falls off the tee. A little bit of a breeze blowing left to right as we look at the field. That would be south to north. And Talamantes is going to be kicking it into that breeze here tonight. We need that breeze. A little warm up here tonight. <laughs> we need that breeze and we need a window cleaner. <laughs> I'll bring my squeegee next time. <laughs> so, somebody's got to squeegee these windows. See, Homestead doesn't come over in this side very often. They don't know what the windows look like. Plus, they got all this construction going on. So, Oh, it's crazy out here. What a mess. So here's the kickoff, and it is up and bouncing on one hop taken by Sparrow at about the 8-yard line, up the middle of the field. He's across the 15, the 20, and then stacked up by the Snyder Special Teams Unit. They'll take him down just across the 20-yard line, first and 10 for Homestead, 40.5 seconds left in the first quarter. Spartans trailing it 7-0. Snyder's defense has got to, you know, buckle up again here and, and force the Homestead to drive an 80-yard field. Two receivers, wide side to the right, one receiver to the left. Ball's on the left hash, first and 10. Play action, throw, dumping it over the middle, tried to get it on a tight end. Little slip route going right behind the linebacker, and it was knocked down. Isaac Barkas was the intended receiver. It's incomplete, and it's going to bring it up second down and 10. And that time, Homestead kind of tried to do what Snyder just caught them in. Right. Well, Snyder was rotating their secondary, and Barkas, if he doesn't get his hands up, they're going to get uh, the tight end down the middle, and it's going to be a big play. Second down and 10. Ball on the 21-yard line. Drop back, Slavin. Delayed draw. They give it to Fox. Nice hole, Fox. 25, 30, 35. Far sideline. Spins out of an arm tackle and goes out of bounds across the 40 at the 42-yard line. 21 yards on the delayed draw to Brett Fox. And Rohrbacher missed him right in the hole. He had him, and Fox made a nice cut. And after he got beyond the line of scrimmage, it was uh, open field. 30 seconds left opening quarter. Snyder, 7. Homestead, nothing. Spartans first and 10 at their own 42. Tight ends will switch side. That's Marcus and Schultz. Option play to the left. Late pitch. That's the short side of the field. And the running back, after he gets the pitch, just has no real estate. And he ends up navigating out of bounds after losing about a yard. Yeah, it was well played by Snyder there defensively by uh, Moore. He did a great job of what we call feathering the quarterback, not making a commitment. Slavin really should have tucked it. He decided to pitch it like you said. He lost a couple yards. Yeah, it's a two-yard loss back to the 40, so it's second down and 12. 
Single back, Fox in the backfield with Peyton Slavin. Made in motion left to right. They'll fake the jet sweep, then give to Fox. Fox bounces it wide to the left. Tries to turn the corner, can't do it. He's pursued by the Snyder linebackers and taken down after a three-yard gain. He's out to the 43-yard line, and it's going to bring up a third down and long as the clock winds down the last six seconds of quarter number one. Homestead to the line of scrimmage. See if they get a snap off. And they won't. The clock will hit zero, and the first quarter ends. Snyder looking good after a week off has a 7-0 lead over the Homestead Spartans. This is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. End of one here at Homestead Stadium. And the Spartans trailing the Snyder Panthers 7 to nothing. With Shannon Griffith, the coach, I am Brett Rump. John Graham, our studio producer. Coming up at halftime, we've got scores of all your area games. And, of course, stay tuned because... As we can get updates on Leo East Noble, we will bring them to you during this broadcast. We're keeping our eye on what's happening up in Kendallville. So they reverse field, third down and nine for the Spartans from their own 43-yard line. They've got to get to the Snyder, 48. Ball's on the left hash. Trip receivers to the right, single back. Behind Slavin is Fox. Now Slavin steps back from the line of scrimmage, gets in the shotgun, drops back, looks to throw from the pocket. Dumps it off to the underneath man, and it's dropped. Tried to dump it off to an underneath crosser, and that was Nate Anderson, who you won't see drop too many. He had a sure touchdown last week that he dropped on a fly pattern down the sideline. That time, a little crossing route underneath, maybe a little low and a slightly behind him, but it's a ball I think Anderson would tell you he should catch. Yeah. The incomplete pass now brings up fourth down and nine, and Homestead forced to punt. I can say this, that the script that Coach Tittman has written is the one that he's liking thus far because they're defense is playing well. Here comes the punt, and it's away. End over end, bouncing. Big Homestead bounce. Ball picked up inside the 15. Look and out. they miss a tackle Ooh. or two, and the return out to about the 26-yard line by Adorian Rogers. And that time it looked like it was going to play perfectly. The ball bounced, took a big shot down the field. A Homestead bounce, and Snyder had to go back and retrieve it somewhere back near the 10-yard line. And Homestead looked like they were all over it, but a bunch of arm tackles whiffed, and Rogers took it all the way out to the 26. Yeah, it was a good job of uh, Snyder's return man picking the ball up. Bad coverage. It was a 47-yard kick. Handoff up the middle. This is Langston Lavelle who will get the carry. He's the backup for Tyrese Brown. Brown getting some deserved rest after carrying the load so far for Snyder. Lavelle will carry it out to the 28-yard line. So about... Uh, 
uh, three yards, maybe two yards on that carry. Second down. Called a long seven. Again, they will give it to LaBelle. This time he there. tries to bounce wide, and Homestead wraps him up in the backfield and throws him down at the 25 for a loss. Got to stay north and south. As soon as, as soon as you turn the shoulders going east and west, Homestead all over it, and they made LaBelle pay for that one. Well, they got the penetration they needed, and that's the key component. Quick update, 35 seconds left in the first. Leo's up 16-6 to as East Noble just scored, so waiting for for the point after here. 10.44 remaining before halftime here at Homestead and the Spartans trailing 7-0 to the visitors from Snyder. This is a big play for the defense here for Homestead. Luke Hopper, junior quarterback, drops back in the pocket, looks, looks, has time, now tucks it, he'll scramble and run. He's across the 30, 35, and gets the first down at the 37-yard line. Nice scramble by Hopper because he broke through the initial hole, but then he showed some patience to kind of read a block or two from his receivers downfield. That was the difference between him getting the first down or being tackled short. Homestead only rushed three. They decided to drop eight there, but the thing about it is, is Hopper is a threat to run the football. He made a great decision, got enough for the first down to keep the drive going. At the 37-yard line, first and 10 Panthers from the left, Cash, they'll give to LaBelle. Follows the right tackle. That's a hole that LaBelle sprints through and takes it outside the 45 all the way to the 48. That's 11 yards and another first down for Langston LaBelle. Seems like the uh, vulnerable side has been the right side. And you can't really give credit to the offensive lineman because Snyder switches linemen yeah. left and right. But when they run off their right side, they've gotten some nice plays. Hopper will give it this time to LaBelle. And that time he finds the gap on the left side. Gets across the 50. Spun down at the 47 of Homestead after picking up five yards. And if Snyder can keep racking up five yards, six yards per run, it's going to be a tough night for the Spartans. Yeah, they got a nice little scheme here where they're kind of basically running what I call an isolation play. But they're doing it with pulling a tackle and looping around for the linebacker. And Homestead is having trouble defending it. Seven nothing lead for the Panthers. Here's a handoff up the middle. Lavelle hits, spinning, and gets it to the 40 after gaining seven yards. Seven-pound junior running back. Saw him last year when he had limited playing time because he ended up hurt and missed a good chunk of the season. Yeah, I remember that. But he is, like you said, he's they're a good one-two punch. Double tied in, two receivers to the right. A lot of activity at the line of scrimmage. Homestead jumped, and it's going to be a five-yard march off against a very over-anxious Homestead defensive line. And Snyder continues. Nice job to by move down the field. Nice job by Huppert there, going on a different cadence. You know that'll help his offensive lineman now because Homestead will have to stay in their stance a little bit. Can't get that jump. 
First and five, just inside the Homestead 35-yard line. Give to the running back, Langston Lavelle. Doesn't have a hole, tries to dance his way through one and gets wrapped up, taken down for a loss. It's back at the 35-yard line. Good job by Homestead's front three. Again, they're getting penetration. Pearson was able to step up and, and make the play. I mean, he's a player. And you see the difference between Lavelle and Brown. When Brown doesn't see a hole, he lowers the yeah. pad level and drives through guys. Lavelle still tries to finesse it standing straight up. Yeah. This time up the middle, Lavelle doesn't get hit until he's close to the 30-yard line and taken down at the 29. Nice blast right up the middle for Langston Lavelle, and it's going to be another first down for the Snyder Panthers. 7.45 to play in our first half. Panthers already leading at 7-0 over Homestead. They're getting to that second level rather easily. Double tight end, quick drop, throw, near flat, caught, and it's Juarez immediately wrapped up at the 25-yard line. Not much there, maybe three yards, four yards. But that's just taking advantage of a cushion on the corner and trying to get positive yards out of first down. And, you know, they're going to give him almost four yards yeah. to the 24. Yeah, they got a nice nice play there, and I look for him to double pump and go next time. Handoff, big hole up the middle, Lavelle. He's dancing away from runners inside the 20 and finally taken down at the 16-yard line. Nice run by Lavelle. That time got to the second level. And the tackle finally made by Homestead's Ebon Person, junior linebacker, but not before a first down on the carry by Lavelle. And the observation you made about him running very high up. And again, he's making too, trying to make too many cuts. He needs to make that one cut and go. That's what Brown does very well. From the right hash, handoff up the middle. Ah. Lavelle, again, he's running straight up, an easy target hit, and Lavelle spins it for a yard or two to about the 13, maybe three yards on that carry, second down and seven. He missed the cut. The cut was right behind the guard. If he cuts back in the backside A gap, he walks in the end zone. May, that may be why Brown's in the game. Yeah, I think that's what Coach Tipman saw was that Lavelle's starting to run straight up, and sometimes that happens, too, as you fatigue a little bit. Sure. You get a little careless with some of your mechanics. Handoff up the middle, Brown. Brown's going to hit the hole hard. He's inside the 10 and taking tacklers to about the 6. Nice carry, Tyrese Brown, and this should be a first and goal. Let's see where they set the stick. Nope, it's going to be just short. Third down, yard to go at the seven. Coming up on play number 13 on this drive. Their first scoring drive, it was 11 plays, so typical Snyder football. Five and a half minutes left. We're in the second quarter. Snyder looking to add to a 7-0 lead. Shotgun, handoff, Brown up the middle. Another nice hole. Brown rumbles to the end zone. Touchdown, Tyrese Brown. from about seven yards and the Snyder Panthers extend their lead to 13 to nothing. Just an inside zone play. They did a great job of blowing the, the Homestead defensive line off the ball and Brown saw his hole. He picked it and went and he was in the end zone. Extra point try 
for Brian Peterson. The set is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. 5.15 still left in the first half, and the Spartans still with a zero on the scoreboard. It's now Snyder, 14, Homestead nothing on the game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Have you heard? Pizza Hut has Detroit-style pizza, and it's so good. The Pizza Hut Detroit-style pizza is a rectangular deep dish pizza with a crispy, cheesy crust edge, layered with toppings and cheese all the way to the edge, and finished with a premium diced tomato sauce on top. Mmm! You can create your own Detroit-style pizza or get a meaty deluxe, double pepperoni, or supremo. Pair the Detroit-style pizza with all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. Now that's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Here at Homestead, it is Snyder 14, Homestead nothing. Panthers set to kick off. Meanwhile, the big one in the NEA, it is Leo leading East Noble 16 to 6. About nine and a half minutes left to play in that first half. They got a really good ball club. They are, they, they, they are tough to defend. And it's amazing. They will basically send you a email to let you know their game plan ahead of time. We're going to run the football, and we're going to run some more, and you can't stop us. And yet, you still can't stop them. That's the thing about it. I mean, it's got to be frustrating as a coach when you know exactly what you're going to face with Leo and still can't come up with the schemes to be able to stop that attack. And they run the basically the wing T concept of football which is a lot of misdirection. It's very tough to defend for because they do a great job running. Yeah, it's really a, a quarterback has to be a magician in that type of offense where he can sell the fakes and then the handoffs and you never know who's got the ball. Speaking of that, here's Homestead with the little option play. They'll throw it out to the wide receiver who just stays at home waiting and Slavin tosses it out to Gage Sparrow who takes it for about 9 or 10 yards. But there's a flag, uh, yeah. and now we have to see what is the flag going to be. This could be a face mask, but it's going to be an interesting call because they're measuring the 30-yard line. Oh, they got Homestead. It's, it's a hold. And they're going to. The reason they were pointing at the 30-yard line is because that's where they're going to march it off from. Yeah. Well, it was a good play, and there's a reason why it was a good play because they held out on the perimeter. But right now, I tell you, Homestead is reeling because they, they are offensively haven't been able to get into any type of rhythm, and Snyder's defense is playing pretty tough. So it's a 10-yard march off on a 10-yard gain, and it's first and 10. <laughs> We're back to where we started. Let's rewind and do it again. Officials getting themselves into position. Homestead the football trailing 14 to nothing. They've really let them play. There's only been, what, two penalties, a delay a game, and uh, offsides three in that hold. So... Pretty, pretty clean thus far. Well, the offside was pretty obvious because everybody <laughs> jumped on that one. Yeah. 
First down and 10 for the left hash. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. They'll hand it off on a sweep coming to the left. Snyder defends it perfectly and takes down Brett Fox for a loss. And credit where credit is due because that was an excellent play by Jacob Stetka. 6'2", 206-pound senior defensive lineman who had the containment responsibility. He got on the outside shoulder and took down Fox. Second down long, throw near sideline. Anderson goes up high, makes the catch down the sideline, close to the 40, got knocked out of bounds. Just a beautifully thrown ball over the top of the corner and before the safety could get there. Yeah, they went tempo, caught him, you know, they went quick, got tempo on him, and it was a great throw and a nice catch by Anderson. First and ten, Spartans, wide receiver screen. Sparrow gets it, far sideline, tries to pick up a block as he goes wide. He'll cut it up just before the sideline and take it to the 45 after picking up five yards. Yeah, Homestead's really going to have to get the ball out on the perimeter because right now for them, it's really tough for them to get the ball up in the middle of Snyder's defense because right now they're just controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Sure, Homestead looking at this drive right now with 3.37 to play in the half, figuring we've got plenty of time. We get on the board here, we're down a touchdown, and we get the ball to start the second half. And I don't yeah. think that after the, the way the half has gone, I think the Homestead coaches would love to have an opportunity to regroup defensively, mm -hmm. figure out how we're going to fill the box, maybe with an extra defender or two, and only be down one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's a critical drive here because they've got to get something on the board. Board. What Snyder's done good defensively, two things. They're controlling the line of scrimmage. They're not giving up much in the run game inside. And on the outside, Homestead has not got by them that big except for the last play. So they've kept them in front of them. And that's been the problem with Snyder's defense. They've given up the big play, and they haven't done that yet. After the timeout, teams return to the field on the second down and five. Spartans from their own 45-yard line, 337 to play in the half. That timeout was taken by Snyder. Let's see what we've got going here. We're going to have a late substitution for Snyder defensively. Must have been a equipment issue or something for them to hold it. So the sub is in and we're ready to play. Second down and five from their own 45-yard line. Peyton Slavin, the quarterback for the Spartans. 5'11", 160, a junior. Not a very big guy. No. He's one of the smaller offensive players. In the backfield, one of the only players smaller is Brett Fox, the running back. And it's a read option. They'll give it to Fox, taking it to the, white, to the right side, cutting up the sideline very close to first down yardage. Got knocked out right at midfield, which is where the stick is, and they're going to wave a first down. And the far side official says you got across the 50 to the Snyder 49, so there was no doubt about the first down. It's a six-yard carry, and it's first and 10 Spartans from the Snyder 49-yard line, just over three minutes left in the half, and the clock running. 
Play action. Drop back. Slavin throws high for Anderson, and it looked like a little bit of a mix-up. You yeah. had uh, two receivers, and they both kind of ran that little inside curl, and they were only a couple of yards apart. Slavin overshot both of them incomplete. Clock stops at 3.05 left here in the second quarter. Second down and 10. Yeah, it kind of kind of looked like he was in the middle between uh, a deeper throw, and then he saw him stop, and then it was too late, and the ball was a good five or six feet above Anderson there. Sparrow in the slot left, Anderson wide left, four wide, and a drop by Slavin. Throwing over the middle, it's caught and taken out at the far sideline. That is Schiltz, Max Schiltz with the catch inside the Snyder 35, out of bounds at the 33. I tell you, Slavin, he's a pretty accurate thrower. I mean, he's completing about 67% of his passes. That was a heck of a throw. It's a 16-yard gain, and the clock runs, 2.50 left. 14 and nothing. Snyder, Homestead the ball at the Panthers, 33, first and 10. Uh, comes Fox, sweep to the right, cuts up at the numbers, and taken down just as he crosses the 30 to the Panthers, 29. So a gain of four, second down, and about six to go. Clock's under two and a half minutes. And Homestead's got three timeouts, so they can run just about whatever they want to right. they just can't take a lot of time like here <laughs> getting the play yeah they're getting the play in a little bit late two wide each side fox the back in the backfield man in motion sparrow from the slot left over to the right and he'll give it to sparrow sparrow on the jet sweep to the right dances down the far sideline and i think he got knocked out of bounds near the 20 let's see where they're going to put this the 25 yard line so it's going to bring up a third down and about two to go he got knocked out of bounds, but the clock keeps oh, running. Oh, wow. At a minute 55, too. minute 53, minute 52, the clock continues to tick, and Homestead still trying to get a play in. Yeah, they're going to have to Now they line up. up with a tight end to the left side of the formation. Double tight end. Barkas and Schultz both in the game from the right hash. Shotgun snap. Play action. No, they do give it to the back. It's Fox, and Fox will get the first down and then be stood up at the 23-yard line. A minute 32, and you got to figure it's a timeout being called by Homestead at this point. Well, they're going to let them go. Oh. I'm surprised. Like Minute and a half, they've got all three of their timeouts. It's a first and ten, but now the Spartans have to figure out personnel. They go back to the wideout set. We're down to a minute 20, and they are just lining up from the right hash. First and ten at the Snyder. Even Here comes pressure. He steps up of the pocket. Now he's going to scramble to the right inside the 20, chased out of bounds near the 17 yard line. Yeah, It'll be a gain it. of six. It'll be second down and four. And one of the Panthers that came in on the blitz is down and hurt, laying on the turf in the Homestead backfield at the 32-yard line. I think that's uh, Stepeda. That's 55. It was, uh, yeah, the, you know, we made a deal about Stetka's play the uh, Stetka. uh, earlier, and he's a 60, 206-pound senior. And uh, I think he might be the player that's down. Minute five on the clock, and we've got a timeout on the field as they check on the injured Snyder Panther. We'll come back here to Homestead with the Spartans trailing the Snyder Panthers 14 to nothing. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
joint pains, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the Parkview Ortho Express Walk-In Clinic your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Located at the Sport One Parkview Fieldhouse, Ortho Express has specialized orthopedic physicians on staff when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatment, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walk-in clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walk-In Clinic. Ortho Express is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Friday 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 260-266-4007 for more. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Doesn't look like a good story for Jacob Stetka. The Snyder defensive lineman. He has to get assistance and putting absolutely no weight at all on the right leg, which even doesn't look to be in too good a shape as he comes to the sideline. And yeah, it's too bad. We don't want to assume was... anything, but that doesn't doesn't look like uh, good news. Yeah, and he's been playing so well. Uh, you know, he's been a kind of a thorn in Homestead offensive line because he's been getting into the backfield and things of that nature. We're down to a minute to play in the second quarter. Shotgun snap for Homestead. They'll go with the handoff. No, it's a fake handoff, and then Slavin dropped the football, and Snyder just recovered it. Slavin just mishandled it, dropped it to the turf in the backfield after faking the handoff to Fox. And Snyder jumps on it, and a turnover with 54.3 seconds. Snyder gets the football at their own 20-yard line. Costly mistake for the Spartans. Well, they went back to that little option play where he has an option of either running it or throwing the bubble. And what happened was the Snyder defender got up so, field so quick, but, and Slavin went to throw it, and he didn't commit to it. And exactly what you said, it ball slipped right out of his hand. Huge, huge turnover for Snyder. So the Panthers with a 14 to nothing lead. Let's see how much gamble they've got. They got two timeouts. They're on their own 20, first and 10, and they give it right up the middle. And I believe this is Tyrese Brown who's back in, and he'll take it across the 25 to the 27. That's a seven-yard pickup. So it's second down and shorts. Snyder is going to be content to run this down and take the 14-point lead to the locker room. Yeah. I, They've had their uh, opportunity here, but I think Coach Pittman's going to take it into the halftime at 14-0. Hoppert looks over here, and they'll need to go one more play down to 20 seconds here and the clock running. And another give up the middle to Brown. Brown makes, breaks through a tackle, breaks through another, crosses the 35 to the 36. Well, a couple of nice runs with 11.2 seconds left, but probably not close enough for Snyder to take a shot at it. And so the Panthers watch the clock tick down to three, two, one, and it is halftime here at Dave Walters Stadium at Homestead High School. And the Snyder Panthers will go to the locker room with a 14 to nothing lead. Exactly the game plan that 
Coach Tipman would have drawn up uh, as far as how he wants this game to go. Control the ball offensively, try to win time of possession, be able to run the ball, be physical against Homestead up front, and also come up with solid defense. Don't allow the big play and be advantageous on the defensive side. I mean, so many things went right that first half for the Snyder Panthers. Yeah, and they're con the biggest thing is they're controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And with the last drive, that was about the only time Homestead offensively was in some type of rhythm. But Snyder just kept them making play the next play. They got the big turnover. And like you said, offensively for Snyder, it's Snyder football. And uh, you can tell they've had a couple weeks to prepare because they've got their little wrinkles and Brown is a load to bring down. Toughest thing, I think, for 15, 16, 17-year-old Shannon is the emotional game of having them peaking every Friday ready for the opponent. And this is a tough stretch for the Homestead Spartans. Lures and Dwinger and, and Snyder and you go through this grind of their schedule week after week and uh, you know you wonder if if Homestead just didn't quite have that same edge tonight it hasn't looked like the same team we saw a week ago yeah they look kind of fatigued I mean they just don't have that extra step you know they're trying but they got heavy legs for the most part in some cases and you know they got the bullseye on their chest they're gonna get they're gonna get every team's best and Holmes and, and Snyder right now is saying hey we're kind of lurking in the background here and uh they're see you know they got a chance to put themselves right back in the thick of the conference if they can get a big win here tonight we've got a full halftime scoreboard coming up here soon and uh, right now up at Kendallville, it's a one-sided game in the first half, which nobody would have expected. It's all Leo. They now lead it 24-6 to after a touchdown and converting on a two-point play with just uh, around, what, four minutes or so to go in the first half. So Leo with the big advantage at East Noble. Speaking of big advantages, uh, early second quarter, it is 47 to nothing. Woodland over Southern Wells. The Warriors had a 41 to nothing lead at the end of the first quarter. Oh my. Tough night for Southern Wells. <laughs> but we've got scores also. The Carroll Bishop Dwinger game. We'll get caught up on that one too because that's another one we're watching. And a game that started 30 minutes later than most of high school football in our area. South Adams is down at Monroe Central. That should be a heck of a fight down at Monroe Central where you've got two teams currently ranked in the top five and both are very good programs right now. South Adams trying to survive with a lot of sophomores that have been forced into action because of graduation and then because of injury. And so it'll be interesting to see what the Starfires can do going up a, against a bona fide top candidate or top power in 1A in Monroe Central. We've got it all coming up. It's all part of our Hoopy Insurance Services halftime report. Again, here at Homestead, the Spartans are trailing the Snyder Panthers. It's 14 to nothing, Snyder at the break, and we're just about to get the massive performance from the Spartan Alliance marching band. We'll take a break. When we come back, Shannon will try to out-call out the band. We're going to see. We're going to put both mics up and see. It won't be much because it's only two. Yeah, I guess it won't be too bad on you. But when we come back, Shannon is going to give us our first half scoring. We're also going to be sending it to the studio. Uh, for all of the halftime scores. It comes up next. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Dealing with joint pains, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the Parkview Ortho Express Walking Clinic your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Located at the Sport One Parkview Fieldhouse, Ortho Express has specialized orthopedic physicians on staff when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatment, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walking clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walking Clinic. Ortho Express is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 260-266-4007 for more. You've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most? An insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance difference. Hoopy, H-U-P-E, insurance services. A Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. Here is Greg Thomas with your latest Mortgage Minute, where you can gain an edge on your next mortgage. Greg Thomas here from Cross Country Mortgage. I want to talk about what it means to be a competitive buyer. Sales are happening, so is winning these bids. And cash is king once again. Not cash deals per se, it's still people getting finance for these homes. But folks that have their money right are winning. We find ourselves reminding people that money in the bank, money available to buy a home is part of the pre-approval. You have to have money. You have to have money left over. We call those reserves, money that you have in the bank that we're not going to use. The people that can make their own down payment, pay their own closing costs, and have some money left over are the folks that are winning deals right now. There, of course, are exceptions to this. Please give us a call for more information. Contact Greg anytime for your purchase and financing needs at 260-234-4700 or at ccmindiana.com. Work with a lender you can trust to get your deal done. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. Greg Thomas, NMLS 138839. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. I am isolated. I am crashing with friends. I am living with mental illness. Homelessness is a real issue, but the real issue isn't as simple as housing. At the Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people overcome the physical, emotional, educational, and economic hardships they may be facing. Because it's not enough to simply help people survive. Your gift can help them thrive. Learn more at fwrm.org slash change for good. I am learning new skills. I am healing from trauma. I am connected to resources. Homelessness looks different than you might imagine, and so does the solution. At The Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people lay a foundation for a successful future. Because a meal and a warm bed might change life for a moment, but with your help, we're changing lives for good. Become a monthly donor at fwrm.org slash changeforgood. 
This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Coach Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. We're at Homestead High School where Snyder leads it 14 to nothing here at the break. The Spartan Alliance band entertaining the fans here at halftime. Not only in full uniform tonight, we <laughs> yeah. see a lot of bands that wear the t-shirts. They are in full uniform and it includes a cape that they've got draped around them. Uh, all part of the routine, but it also is a little overdressed for these temperatures, Shannon. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's a warm night. Yeah, the, you got to be uh, pretty tough to be in the band when you're wearing black bottoms and purple capes because uh, it's a little little warm here tonight for them. But they do a great job here at Homestead with their with their band program, and they're they're a very talented group. Well, uh, speaking of toughness, Homestead might need some of that to. Uh, to carry over to their defensive front where they have been pushed around. It's been Tyrese Brown, a lot of Tyrese Brown here in the first half carrying the Snyder Panthers offense, and it's led Snyder to a somewhat surprising 14 to nothing lead here at the break. To find out how the scoring went, here is Shannon Griffith. Well, the script went right in Snyder's favor as they took the uh, a drive, 11 plays, 64 yards with 46 seconds left in the quarter. Hoppert hit Workman in the end zone for a three-yard touchdown pass. Snyder had seven, uh, the first quarter score of seven to zero. Then in the second quarter, Snyder again, 13 plays, 74 yards. Brown runs in from seven yards out, 5:15 left in the quarter, and Snyder had their 14 nothing lead, and that is where we're at at halftime with the Snyder Panthers up 14 to nothing over the Homestead Spartans. So we continue to be entertained by the Spartan Alliance marching band, some 260 or so strong. <laughs> Quite an impressive sight whenever you come out here to Homestead. And uh, it's interesting, Shannon, because the Homestead Spartan School colors are blue and the, the yellow or the gold. Students are all wearing red tonight. Yeah. Snyder Panthers school colors are wearing red tonight. Yeah. So I don't know if there is a theme to tonight's student body. Yeah, I, I, I wondered if there was something with Riley or something out because I saw some... Riley Children's yeah, Hospital? Yeah, So that's what it is. I, I, I noticed it and I thought, okay, <laughs> you don't see student bodies. Both choose to go with a color scheme that matches and so I figured there was something tonight with uh, support for Riley's Children's Hospital so that uh, that is what we are told so very good for the students to show up in such big numbers here everybody wearing the red color it is halftime it's 14 to nothing it's the Snyder Panthers leading it over the Homestead Spartans we're sending it back to the studio our guys are ready to give you what they've got in halftime scores I know some some games are just now starting to get in that last minute or two of the first half it, we've had a quick one so far here at Homestead 14 to nothing Snyder over the Spartans, and we'll send it back to the studio as the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime report continues on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
You've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most? An insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance difference. Hoopy, H-U-P-E, Insurance Services. A Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In season or out of season, the Edge program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation and become more with the Edge. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations, so it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation. Without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for 40 years. Have you heard? Pizza Hut has Detroit-style pizza, and it's so good. The Pizza Hut Detroit-style pizza is a rectangular deep-dish pizza with a crispy, cheesy crust edge, layered with toppings and cheese all the way to the edge, and finished with a premium diced tomato sauce on top. Mmm! You can create your own Detroit-style pizza or get a meaty deluxe, double pepperoni, or supremo. Pair the Detroit-style pizza with all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. Now that's what I'm talking about. No one out pizza Evertrue Financial Services is a full-service, independent, registered investment advisor firm. As an independent firm, they have the ability to research various providers and work with over 50 different companies to help you find the best products. You have financial goals. Evertrue Financial Services would like to help you get there. Contact Greg Smith at Evertrue Financial Services to help you preserve, protect, and grow your financial future. Deep Roots, Strong Branches, Evertrue Financial Services, a proud supporter of the high school football broadcasts. 
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And a very warm good evening to you all and what is a very warm and hopefully good evening indeed in Fort Wayne, Indiana and the surrounding area. And a welcome to the Hoopy Insurance's Halftime Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I'm Matthew Klingenberger joined by John Graham. Yes, and our game of the week, Snyder right now is leading Homestead 14 to nothing at the half. Woo! It is the Tyrese Brown show indeed for the Snyder Panthers as his touchdown has pushed the Panther lead to 14 to nothing. Snyder looking good. And in case you need a time check, it's 8.06 because <laughs> this game has just flown by. Also, another game flying by. Uh, Carroll right now is leading Bishop Dwayne. Is that 21 to nothing? Yes, it is, John. Indeed. Brett mentioned at the top of the broadcast that this could be perhaps uh, the Snyder-Homestead game could be perhaps an elimination game for the SAC title. Same thing between Carroll and Bishop Dwinger, and Dwinger may be playing themselves out of the running right now. And no surprise here. Bishop Lures right now is leading Northside 28-3 to in the second. Carson Clark finding Brody Glenn and Jaden Miller for touchdown passes. Northside got the lead early, but since it's been 28 unanswered for the Knights. Up north in at Northrop, we have Northrop leading Concordia Cadets 14 to nothing. Late touchdown pass in the first half, uh, late in the first half rather. Roosevelt Norfleet the third finding Dominic Galvin and Northrop has doubled their lead over Concordia holding on to the shutout. And right now Wayne is leading Southside 16 to 12. Wayne jumped out to a 16 to nothing lead and it really looked like it could be smooth sailing for the Generals but a pick six by Marcus White Allen has brought Southside right back into it. it's now 16-12 the Archers are chipping away Leo right now is leading East Noble 24 to 12 in the second and John this is the big game in the NE8 Leo trying to remain perfect and they have looked good East Noble has hung around but it is the Lions running game that has been outstanding Landon Hepner had just scored to push their lead at 24-6 East Noble cuts it back to 24-12 and right now just close to finishing the second we have New Haven leading Norwell 18 to 14 and New Haven trying to uh, trying to build off of a win last week. They currently lead at 18-14 there. Right now, Columbia City is leading the Cow, but 19-13. Yeah, Columbia City, good team this year. They're being tested right now, but uh, the last we know, they have that touchdown lead. Down in Huntington, Indiana, we have Huntington North leading Belmont 21-3. Yeah, they talked about the pregame show. Could this be the night that Belmont gets their first win of the campaign? Well, it doesn't really look like it could be. They're still hanging around, but a three-score game right now. Huntington North up 18 at the intermission. Right now, Adam Central shutout 28-0, their leading Heritage. Yeah, and Heritage rather has struggled this year, but impressive for Adam Central no less. They look to hold on to their shutout there up big. 
Also, Eastside is leading Garrett 14 to 7 in the second. Yeah, and Laban Davis had a 60-yard touchdown pass that right now has Eastside 14-7 up over the Garrett Railroaders there. And I should say the last updated score for uh, South Adams and Monroe right now finds us Marone Central is leading South Adams seven to nothing. Last score updated at the end of the first. Yeah, and Monroe Central is a good ball club, but this is an eyebrow raiser for a couple here. South Adams, uh, they are undefeated on the year, but right now trailing on the road. This game did get started a little bit later than the other ones, so updates will be coming in a little bit later. But right now, Monroe Central perhaps pulling off a huge upset up seven nothing over South Adams. And sadly, one of the last baseball. Uh, games for the Tin Caps right now uh, in the bottom of the third. This score keeps on changing. Right now, the Dayton Dragons Dragons are leading the following Tin Caps three to nothing. Yes, uh, the Tin Caps still have two more games, both with Dayton tomorrow and Sunday that you can hear over our airwaves. Uh, but as for right now, this is going to conclude our halftime report. We're going to send you back out to Homestead for the second half, which is coming right up here. As this has been the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. He's John Graham. I'm Matthew Klingenberger. And we now return to the high school football game of the week. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer, Gibson'sHeating.com. Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Formula Extruded Polystyrene Panel Insulation from Owens Corning is lightweight and offers great insulation value. It's perfect for insulating your home's foundation or beneath concrete slabs. All Owens Corning Panel Insulation is 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through September 18th. Savings or mail-in rebates, some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. 
halftime at Homestead High School and the visitors from Snyder leading it over Homestead 14 to nothing. Shannon, they say in basketball, the first five minutes coming out of the locker room to start the second half are so key. Bobby Knight used to preach that to his basketball team to come out and set the tone to start that second half. I kind of feel like we're in a similar position right here with Snyder leading it by two scores. Homestead due to receive this kickoff. The Spartans almost have to do something with it to set a tone for the second half. Yeah, they, they've got to come out really and in, in, in some form or fashion get points on the board, even if it's a field goal. But they've got to get going offensively because they've just not really had uh, any type of rhythm other than that last drive where they, got, they had that costly turnover. Spartans get set to return this kick. They will take it right to left as we look at the field from an east side press box. Beautiful sunset across the way that we witnessed just before halftime. Now just a little bit of a pinkish orange along the horizon. A beautiful night here in southwest Allen County. And the Snyder Panthers will be kicking it off from the south to the north. It'll be Palamantes putting it on the tee on the right hash at his own 40. Back deep, Gage Sparrow and Nate Anderson set to return this for the Homestead Spartans. Even with the sun down and the lights on, the windows are still dirty. <laughs> still still hard to see still the dirty see. windows. Homestead will receive the kickoff. So here we go, a pair of ninth-ranked teams, Homestead in 6A, Snyder in 5A, Snyder 2-1, Homestead 3-1, and, and we're just about ready for the second-half kick. Here's the boot, and it's a high, deep kick, and it will take Nate Anderson oh, he gave to the to goal him. line. They gave it to him down the sideline across the 20 and knocked out of bounds near the 24-yard line. They'll give him the 25. Looked like Anderson caught that in the end zone, but the official let him run it out. On all honesty, but you're right. That ball was uh, at least uh, on the goal line, so... Got a good return, ball on the 24th. Peyton Slavin, the junior quarterback, leads the Spartans offense down 14 to nothing. They're on the left hash with a single running bat, Breck Fox. Remember, Fox, really, if not the second, third team guy, somewhere in there this year because they've had injuries, he's been the main guy. Here's a throw over oh. the middle, and Sparrow tried to reach up with one hand, and it went off the mitten and incomplete. Well, I tell you, he threaded that ball in there. Sparrow's got to try to get that other hand up because he could have had a nice catch there. That was a well-thrown football by Slavin. And you've identified that route to me. It's not the true post. It's almost like a little bit of a curl in just slightly. Call it a bender. Bender. Yep. Here's the handoff up the middle. Fox muscles out to the 28. Three-yard gain on second down and 10. So it's going to bring up a third and long for the Spartans as we're just underway in the second half. Snyder leads at 14 to nothing. And Snyder's playing a little bit of an odd type of defense that I've seen from him before because they're backing guys off the line of scrimmage and they're really getting a lot of penetration with just three guys. Two receivers spread each side. Fox in the backfield. Quick look to the right and a throw on the slant. It's caught on the run at the 35, down at the 36-yard line. 
Nice completion that time to uh, to the wideout over on the right side. Grady Swing. Swing is the backup quarterback. Also playing wideout. They'll throw again to Swing. Sideline route, and he overthrew him. Too far in front, and he had him open. He got behind the corner, and the safety had not made it over yet. But just an inaccurate throw by Peyton Slavin leads to an incompletion. It's now second down and 10. Spartans from their own 35-yard line. And they're pretty high on that young man on out there playing wide out because they think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. Just across the 35. Second down and 10. Man in motion right to left. They'll fake it to him, then hand it off going the other direction. It's Fox. Fox follows the right side of his line across the 40 all the way to the 39. It's a nice gain, or rather uh, the 44. Get my yard marks right. That's a very nice gain for Brett Fox, and it's going to leave him about a yard and a half short of the first down. Got got some good push there on the offensive line and covered the defenders up, and Fox did a great job. Eight-yard run, third down and two from their own 44. Hand off on the sweep uh, play. Like Sparrow play. can't get the edge, and he gets taken down for a loss of two. That's just a tough play to run into the boundary, especially on short yardage. They brought a lot of those spread plays into the boundary and run out of space. And was that a late flag I just saw fly? I'm not Something sure. went in the air over on the far sideline, and I'm not sure. No, maybe it's a sideline warning. or It is a late flag that was thrown right at the Homestead sideline. The official standing right there next to Chad Zolman, the Homestead head coach. He just sent a flag flying into the air. And now let's see what the call is. It's a dead ball foul. Unsportsmanlike called against the Homestead Spartans. They would have had a fourth down and two or, or maybe a fourth and three. Now there's no doubt they're going to have to punt the football since it's a dead ball penalty. It's going to be fourth and long, and Snyder gets a defensive stop to open the second half. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened on the sideline. Maybe a coach had said something or what, but that one, like you said, was so late. Uh, and they were going to have a fourth and two. Now it's... Uh, now Snyder's in a position to get great field position. So fourth and long brings on the punting unit. They put the ball all the way back at about the 27-yard line. It is Carter Dixon to punt it. He waits for the snap at his own 13. Snap good. And the kick away. High punt. Nice kick. And a Dorian Rogers will make the catch at the 35, bringing in their side. This is Juarez instead. So Juarez with the return, cut out at the near sideline near the 46-yard line. Kamari Juarez, 5'11", junior, with the return. And Snyder's got great field position with a 14-0 lead. They'll start this drive at their own 46. I love when returners are aggressive because if you can get 10 yards, on a punt return, it's one less first down that offense has got to get. Well, so I love the aggressiveness. Look at the field position, yeah. and that is all because of that unsportsmanlike penalty oh. that was called on Homestead. Huge penalty. Quick throw near sideline. Ball's caught, and it's Juarez. He'll 
just push down the sideline, try to get to the first down, and he's really close. He'll take it for nine yards to the Homestead 45. We're at second down and one. And again, that's just a, a cushion play. They yep. see that the corner is off. Quick throw. As soon as Hopper gets the snap, he just turns and fires to his wide receiver and lets Juarez get as much as he can, and he showed some strength with the run down the sideline that time. Yeah, and, the, you know, Snyder mixing up the play calling. Now the tight end joins the practice in the backfield, and they'll give to Brown. No room for Brown to run. The line was stacked up, and Brown will get taken down at the 46, actually lose a yard. So second and one to third and two. Snyder goes the wrong way. Well, the big fella in the middle there really <laughs> plugged it up, and they just didn't get much movement. Got good penetration from the outside. and Jonathan Waddell, 6'6", 380. <laughs> the nose tackle. He's a big human being. And now it is a third short. They need two yards from the Homestead 46 from the right hash. Give Tyrese Brown looking for a hole over on the left side. Oh, Breaks away it. from one, but he's still in the backfield, and he can never get anything going north and south as Homestead finally wraps him up for another loss. Back to the 47, almost the 48, so a loss of two. And after it was second down and one, it's now fourth down. Down and about four to go, and uh, Snyder is showing punt. That was a good job by the Homestead defense. Again, they strung it out, and Brown didn't have anywhere to go, and they got a bunch of hats around the ball. That's what I like to see, and that negates a, a big running back like Brown. Clock down to eight minutes left here in the third quarter. Snyder up 14 to nothing. Will elect to punt it on fourth and four from the Homestead 48, and Talamante's with the punt. High kick, not real deep, and the fair catch taken at about the 18-yard line. So that's a 30-yard kick, no return from the 18. Homestead starts first and 10, down 14 to nothing to the Snyder Panthers. Good kick. Again, Homestead's got a big field to go. They're not winning the field position battle tonight. The lineup on the right hash. Peyton Slavin, P-E-Y-T-O-N, wearing number 18, the junior quarterback. Five yards deep, taking the shotgun snap. Man in motion right to left. That puts trips to the left side, and they'll set up a screen. Sparrow makes the catch up the middle of the field, picks up a block. He's across the 25, works across the 30, gave Sparrow to the 33-yard line. 15-yard gain, first down, Spartans. Good tackle by Rohrbacher in there, but good little slip screen, getting the ball to Sparrow, finding different ways to put the put, put the young man in space. From the right hash, it's first and 10. Drop back Slavin, looks to the right, throws, caught short, and then trying to get positive yardage. Not much there, gain of about two or three. They'll put him out to about the 36-yard line. It'll be second down, seven to go. We're down to seven minutes left. Quarter number three, Snyder, the 14 to nothing advantage over the Spartans. Homestead has the football. Second down and long seven at their own 35. 
Trip receivers to the wide side left. Man in motion swing left to right. They'll fake to him. Give instead to the running back, Brett Fox. And Fox through the hole to about the 37, picking up two. Yeah, Snyder brought a blitz on that side and really kind of caught him with an extra man and really negated the running lane there. So good call by the Snyder defense. Big third down here, third and five for Homestead. And a Dorian Rogers, the safety for Snyder, came up and helped in run support. Love to see a safety that starts off lining up, lining up about 14 yards deep and then ends up within two yards of the line of scrimmage to help on the tackle. Drop back, Slavin looking to the left, throws, got a man, swing, the catch, the 45-50, on the run, middle of the field, he's at the Snyder 41-yard line. Good route, they had swing go down and then fake the out route and turn and go inside instead, and he was all alone. And going quick here. And they are going quick. Slavin drops, throws near sideline, got a man, but he underthrew Anderson, who makes a sliding catch at the 21-yard line. If he'd have got some air under it, it was a touchdown. But as it is, Anderson, who got behind the defense, slid down, made the catch, and now Homestead on the move with tempo. First and 10 at the Snyder 21-yard line. Left hash with trip receivers to the right. Anderson, the lone receiver to the left. Brett Fox, the running back. Now Homestead a pause to look over the sideline, get the play call. Slavin steps back, five yards deep, takes the shotgun snap, throws over the middle, on the post, Anderson, touchdown, Nate Anderson, 21 yards. The look away by Slavin, who looked right initially, knowing the whole time Anderson was going to get inside the corner, and the safety would be following the eyes of Slavin. That gave Slavin room to zip that ball in the post route to Nate Anderson as he crossed the goal line, and a touchdown Spartans. They're on the board. It's 14-6, and Carter Dixon is going to try the extra point. It was Jarrett kicking earlier, now Dixon, and there's the set. The kick by Dixon is up, and good. Homestead has cut the lead in half from 14 to nothing to now 14 to 7. With 524 remaining in the third quarter, you're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In season or out of season, the Edge program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation and become more with the Edge. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. We've got a ball game here at Homestead where the Panthers led it at halftime 14 to nothing, but the Spartans are on the board here in the third quarter. It's now 14 to 7, 524 left in quarter number three, and the Spartans to kick off. Good drive there by Homestead. They went 82 yards in just six plays, so 
Typical Homestead quick, quick strike. Got themselves back in this ball game. All it takes is one or two big plays for Homestead to get you off balance defensively. And that happened. Homestead took advantage quickly. Here's the kick. It's going to be way <laughs> back and out of the end zone. They might have just, just not even kick and put it on the 20. Yeah. Give the option. Do you want to waste your time going out there with the return unit? Or do you just want to go ahead and start on your own 20? And I think most SAC coaches at this point it just concede. <laughs> well, you know, there's been talk of that because of the kickoff returning. So many collisions that can happen of doing that, actually. But... Against Homestead, yeah, you could just take it on the 20 because that kid has got a leg. On comes the Snyder offense. How will the Panthers respond? In the backfield, Luke Hoppert, the quarterback, and it'll be a give to the running back. This is going to be... I, now I'm trying to see if that's Lavelle or Tyrese Brown running up the middle. It's Lavelle. That's what I thought. It's Lavelle that time. And I'll tell you what fooled me. Now Tyrese Brown comes into the game. One play for Lavelle. But I'll tell you what, that might have been one of those plays. Show me the low pad level. They yeah. gave it to him right up the middle. And he and he actually did put the pads low and force the, the play forward for about a three-yard game. Level was running very straight up in that first half. Got a check off down here at the bottom. And they'll throw the quick out route. Juarez, the catch, the 27, turns toward the sideline and knocked out of bounds. Very close to the first down. They're going to mark him just short. At the 29-yard line, he's one yard short of the first down stick. It brings up third down and one. That was a good one there. Luke saw soft coverage. He gave a signal out to Juarez to run the hitch. They pick up the big play for nine yards or so. Now they got third home run on these third shorts because you know that Homestead is going to be stuffing Tyrese Brown at the line of scrimmage. Here's Brown through the hole. He's got the first down. Spins out at the 33 to the 34 and they'll give him forward progress to the 35. Six yard gain for Tyrese Brown. Move the chains. It's a first down for Snyder. Yeah, you're right. They, they've got Juarez set up right now to kind of do a double move out here and you know, there's no help because right. the safeties are jamming right. on the, the the short sticks and real chance there for uh, Snyder to go for the big play. Hoppert will give it this time to Brown immediately off run oh, left wow. tackle made a man miss at the line of scrimmage and then just gallops across the 40 to the 42. What a nice seven yard pickup at Tyrese Brown. They were you know went with the outside zone because the inside stuff is being pretty well clogged up so they captured the edge and Brown got to the outside and a big play. From their 42-yard line left hash, it is second down and three. Snyder with a 14-7 lead. Last 319 of the third quarter. Play there action, and here comes the home run ball for he's Juarez. And he's got the catch at the 25. He's inside the 20 and taken down at the 19-yard line. Man-to-man -man, all the way down the field for Kamari Juarez, and they got him inside the defender and a beautiful ball by Hopper to complete the big play for Snyder. First and 10, Panthers, they're in the red zone. Yeah, they went with a play action and ran a post with Juarez. We said he set it up. Good throw by uh, Hopper, and uh, they got the big play. From the right hash, give to Tyrese Brown. He follows the blocking up the middle. They're going to throw a flag and get a hold right in the inside of that Snyder offensive interior. 
Brown takes it to the 15, but it's all coming back. It'll be a 10-yard march off. I'm not sure if that was DJ Moore. Yeah. He was in the neighborhood, and they might have called Moore for the hole. DJ Moore, 6'7", 330 pounds. You know, the problem is DJ Moore can't hide. No. He takes up so much space, he's got the attention of every official, but... But uh, they threw the flag his direction. Yeah, they get the, and you can kind of see him out there. He's got hands on his side, so he's uh, feeling it a little bit. When you get tired, you start grabbing, and that's exactly what probably happened there, and he got caught. They'll bring it back to the 28-yard line. First down, 19 to go. They may come back down here. Hawford again looks like he's calling an audible. And to give up the middle, it's Tyrese Brown. Nice hole, nice push by the Snyder offensive Ball. front. Ball comes squirting out of the pile. And you mentioned it in the first half. Brown got to the 22 after he picked up about six or seven yards. And you said if they can keep him standing up, the Homestead Spartans are reaching, trying to strip it away from Tyrese Brown. That time they did exactly that and the ball stripped into the backfield where Hoppert alertly jumped on it at the 29. So the game goes for nothing. Yeah, and that penalty now is really hurting them because it's second and 20. Shotgun snap. Hoppert drops, looks, quick slant left side, caught at the 22, and then falling forward inside the 20 to the 19. That was a nice throw in and between that's, coverage. That's completed, and I'm trying to catch if that is Workman. I think it was 80. I'm that would to... be Lee, the wide yeah. receiver on that side, with the catch on the quick slant. Yeah, Workman went out on a straight arrow route, and he threw it right behind him. A 10-yard gain on that play, but there's a flag. Oh, my. And now what are they marching off? Another hold? Oh, jeez. It's another penalty being marched off against the Snyder Panthers. Wow. They bring it out to the 34-yard line. And I think they called illegal motion. Yeah, it looked like it looked. I'm not I sure really, it was the, yeah, I didn't see that, or it didn't appear like anybody was in motion there. But Snyder's hurting themselves here. So it is now second down and a long way to go. 144 left. So in the third quarter, Snyder up 14 to seven, going the wrong direction. They're at the Homestead 34-yard line. And a quick throw over here. Oh, and nice. Damari Suarez makes the catch and gets popped. Boy, that's a defensive play in one-on-one space by Aaron Wagner, a six-foot, 180-pound senior defensive back. And I think he took out some frustration on Juarez. He was the guy that got beat on that yeah. deep post, and he just popped Juarez and dropped him right at the 28-yard line. So now it's a third down and long. Well, I think what they're going to probably think about here is how can we get our kicker in the best position to get three points? They're on the right hash. Double wide outs on the left side. They'll throw that way on a sideline out route. It is caught. That's Lee making the catch at about the 24 and immediately wrapped up and taken down. So not much there. Well, I call it down to the 23. So it would be a 40-yard kick from here, Shannon. Yeah. That, and, was an uh, that was actually a great throw because that went from the right hash to the out, out on the left-hand sideline. 
Yeah, you're throwing that ball at a very sharp angle when you throw an out route from one hash all the way across the field. This is going to be, we'll call it a 40-yard attempt. The set down, the kick, oh, no. and it looked like it might have got partially blocked. It dies and falls well short and rolls through the end zone. Homestead holds a big holding penalty, kind of pushed the Panthers the wrong direction. Snyder comes up empty, and now the Spartans will take over from their own 20-yard line, down by seven with 13 seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah, Homestead got a huge stop there, but really helped by the, two, uh, the, the couple penalties that Snyder had, and I'm surprised Talamantes didn't kick that. Yeah, it wasn't Talamantes. It was uh, Brian Peterson yeah. that tried that one. Peterson distance up to about 40 yards. I saw him kicking him easily from 42 in the pregame. Quick slant oh. left side, a little high for Anderson. That'll be a drop for Anderson. Yeah, Put his gotta... hands just above his helmet, and the ball just deflects off incomplete. Yeah, you like to get that ball in his gut there, but again, that was a catchable ball, and, you know, he'll tell you he should have had that one. Second down and 10. Down Spartans 10. down by 7 at their own 20-yard line. Shotgun for Slavin. He'll drop in the pocket. Here comes some pressure. They'll dump off the screen. Oh, and they had it. Just a little too high for Fox. Came off his block. Slavin tried to lob it up <laughs> over the defender to Fox, but Fox at only 5'10", and that might be generous. Yeah. Threw it too high and complete. It's now third down and 10. Yeah, that's where the tailback's got to get into the quarterback's vision, but, man, did they have it set up out here because they had a, a wave of blockers. Big third down for Homestead. Third down and 10 at their own 20. If they don't get it, they're going to give up good field position to the Panthers and give their defense very little rest. They drop, they look, they throw, one-on-one -on -one to Anderson, off his hands, it's incomplete. Good one-on-one -on -one coverage by Snyder's Kedrell Billingsley. He was right there on Anderson. And Billingsley, who is a guy who can be on both sides of the ball. He could be a wide receiver. He can play defensively as a corner. Coach Tipman felt like he needed him at a corner tonight, and he's done a nice job on Anderson. Yeah, and, you know, they went back to the slant route there, and I would have thought maybe they would have tried a little bit more of a drop-back pass and try to find an open hole, but good play by Snyder. Fourth down, and Snyder is going to get the ball back. Here's the punt. Dixon, very high kick, and a fair catch called for and taken at the 46-yard line. So that uh, is a 34-yard kick with no return, and the quarter has come to an end. So after three quarters of play, it is Snyder still holding on, 14-7 over the Homestead Spartans. We'll be back with the fourth quarter on the other side of the break. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSN Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In season or out of season, the Edge program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one -on -one consultation and become more with the Edge.
I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Snyder Panthers take a 14-7 lead into the fourth quarter here at Homestead. Brett Rump with the coach, Shannon Griffith. Snyder has the football first and 10 from their own 47-yard line. Shotgun snap to Hopper. Give to Brown. He's going to try to sprint to the sideline. A lot of real estate on the right side of the field. He's going to take it for first down yardage inside the Spartans. 42 to the 41. 11-yard gain. Tyrese Brown. I think that meant was meant to go perhaps through that guard tackle hole. And Tyrese <laughs> Brown saw the space wide and just sprinted to the sideline and beat everybody for 11 yards. Yeah, they lost their edge there. Homestead did. And the backers didn't get over the top. And Brown saw it and took it. From the left hash, first and 10. And we've got motion right at the center of that homestead line. And that uh, is going to be Jonathan Waddell, the 6'6", 380-pound nose tackle, who once he got his himself moving, the law of physics wouldn't stop him. And he goes into the neutral zone, and they call him for the penalty. So five yards against Homestead. First and 10. The ball now at the 36-yard line. And again, Homestead is jumping, this time from the end position. Pearson. That'll be a first down. Two five-yard penalties, and it's a first down for Snyder. Yeah, that's un unexcusable. That, you know, that's just a... That's is that mentally tired, physically tired, or maybe both? Well, I think it's more mental than it is physical, but that's... You just can't do that. To the 31-yard line, handoff, Langston Lavelle, this time taking it up the middle for the Snyder Panthers. Flipped down at the 30 or the 26-yard line after picking up five yards. It's going to be second down and five. The clock goes under 11 minutes to play, and it is Snyder with a 14-7 lead. You almost feel like you're getting into that stage of the football game where the next score could be the difference. Yeah. Handoff. Lavelle wrapped up oh, just as soon play. as he gets the handoff. He has spun around and dropped. Big time play. That... That was uh, the linebacker for the Spartans getting in there, and I I believe, you tell me, Shad. 57, about, I it, think. It's 57. I couldn't tell if it's 47 or 57, but that would be Jackson Chrisman, the junior defensive lineman yes. who shot the gap and got in the backfield, and it's a loss of a couple. They'll mark it at the 29, so now it is third down and about eight to go. This is a huge play right here. And they'll go with play action. Drop back. Here comes pressure. Hopper throws it up for grabs in the middle of the field, and it goes incomplete. 
Hopper got away with one that time. Yeah. He had no one open. Instead of throwing it away, he just kind of threw it yeah. toward an open spot in the middle of the field. No one could get to it, so it's incomplete. Now you've got fourth down and eight. It's that part of the field where so many Snyder drives have stalled tonight. We've seen him try a couple of field goals. Yeah. And you got to try it here because it essentially gives you a two-score lead with 9.59 left. So. And this will be a 45-yard attempt. It's the third try from 40-plus tonight. And this one will be Talamente's the long kicker. He's got it centered between the hash marks. The set down from 45 yards. Talamante's drilled it. It's good. A 47-yarder to beat Northside. And a 45-yarder here that might seal the deal against the Homestead Spartans. 9.55 left. It's now 17-7. Snyder leads it over Homestead on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win it. Point nine FM, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Here at Homestead, it's our game of the week where Snyder now has a two-score advantage. 17-7 with 9.55 to play. Meanwhile, the big game in the Northeast 8, Leo just dominating East Noble up in Kendallville. It's now 32-12. The Leo Lions leading at that game late in the third quarter. Yeah, that was a huge field goal there by Talamendez, and he really, man, he uh, <laughs> that ball jumped off his foot. Man, that's that's like the third kicker we've seen the last couple of weeks. DeWanger had a kid. Homestead's, I mean, there's some good strong there's, legs. Wow. And. Uh, uh, not only was plenty deep enough, but it looked like it split almost right through the middle of the uprights. Yeah, that would have been that would have been good for me. Well, now Talamantes is set to kick this one off. Can he get it to the end zone? Anderson and Sparrow deep for Homestead. Here's the kick, and that's not going to make it to the end zone. It's taken on the run by Anderson at the 12, 20, 30. Spinning across the 35. Anderson down at the 36 after about a 25-yard return. Nice job by the Spartans. It's going to be a first and 10 for Homestead. He does a great job of timing the kick and getting a full burst of speed because he's fast. Yeah, he stays behind it till yeah. the ball starts dropping does and then comes job. up and meets it on the run. And it's tough sometimes to catch it that way. A lot of kids don't feel comfortable in that type of position. Quarterback draw, Slave and the keeper will bounce it wide to the left and then drops the pads and tries to force it to near the 40. He'll put him down at the 39-yard line, so a gain of about three yards. It'll be second down and seven. If he would have just taken that ball and gone north and south instead of east and west, he probably had a first down or more. 
from their own 39-yard line. Homestead down by 10, fourth quarter. Handoff up the middle. Fox through the initial hole. Stays on his feet. First down yardage across the 45 to the 47-yard line. Nice eight-yard gain by Fox. And a good hole created on the left side of that Homestead offensive line. Kind of a little surprised that they're running it. From the left hash. Again, they'll give it to Fox, taking it on the short side of the field to the left, and just no room to really cut up on the edge. And he gets one yard to the 48-yard line. And that's the interesting thing, Shannon. I don't know as a coach if you're trying to take advantage of a defensive alignment when you run those sweep plays and wide plays and always run them short side of the field. It just seems like there's not that much room in high school football to run those. Yeah, I mean, when you're attacking the boundary, you got to be a little bit careful, like you said, because you just don't have enough to work there. Again, Fox just didn't have enough there to get anything and needed to get upfield. Second and nine from their 48 play action. Slavin over the middle. Had his arm hit as he threw, and it's incomplete. It's going to bring up third down and nine. We've got 8.21 remaining. Snyder leading it 17 to 7. I mean, the job that the Snyder defense has done tonight is something of, of beauty because you're talking a Homestead offense that's averaging about 44 points a game. They've only got seven. Big third down. they got to get some chunk of it here. Drop back Slavin looking to throw from the pocket. Dumps it off to an underneath crosser. It's incomplete. He threw it behind Schultz, who couldn't adjust to the football. Five yards downfield on a crossing route. And it's going to bring up a fourth down and nine from their own 48, down by two scores with 8.16 left. And this is where the analytics guys earn their money, Shannon. I know yeah. these high school staffs are just loaded with guys <laughs> from MIT to figure this out. Well, you're at that point being down, you know, 10 points. You got you to gotta go for it here because uh, Snyder's capable of taking a drive and going about seven minutes. From the 48-yard line, fourth down and nine, and the Spartans are going for it. Here's Slavin dropping. He got hit as he went to throw. The ball comes free. Snyder's going to get the strip sack and a big turnover on fourth down, and then a flag after the play is over. Probably a celebration penalty or something being called against Snyder. But the Panthers probably deserve the right to celebrate here. They got into the backfield, and before Slavin could throw it, as he cocked back, he was hit hard. The ball popped free. Yeah, I don't know. And we'll get a chance to see exactly who came in. And I think is that 36 or 38? 38. Keel. That what a play. And he got by Markel Keel, the 6'3", 233-pound senior lineman, who got in through the block and uh, it hit Slavin to force the turnover and this ball being marched a long way. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing this all the way back to the Snyder 45-yard line. I don't know if that's two penalties they tacked on. It might have been a, penal a penalty and a penalty because they just marched about, I mean, it, wasn't, it was down here at about the 30-yard line. 
I can't imagine them going back to the original line of scrimmage, but maybe that's what they did. So first and 10 for Snyder. They'll start the drive in their territory at the 45-yard line. Shotgun snap and play action. And here comes the pressure, and Hoppert is going to be wrestled down in the backfield. I think it was Schultz that got in and made the play. Was it Schultz or was it eight or nine? Well, I think they're gonna. It was Pearson who actually made the play, and I, it looks like he may have said something, and they called it on Snyder. It's wow! Snyder retaliated and got marched off again for another unsportsmanlike penalty, and this one will put it all the way back to the 20. Kind of discipline plays that could cost you football games. You've got a two-score advantage, 17 to seven with 7.59 left. You could have had the ball at about Homestead's 30, but now because of unsportsmanlike penalties, you've got it at your own 18-yard line, and you've got to get to Homestead's 45 for a first down. And I'm a little surprised of the play call there with the two-score lead throwing a play-action pass. Nothing fancy here. The give to Brown. He's got a hole left side, but then he trips over the back of a blocker and falls down near the 30, uh -oh. and he might be hurt. He you know, that's one of those where you try to put on the brakes and avoid running right into the back of your own man, who was Lincoln Ferks trying to set a block for him, and when he put the brakes on, the knee kind of buckled up awkwardly. And let's hope it's just one of those where he twisted a bit and not actually hurt the knee, because he is down. And this uh, is a talented player, Tyrese Brown. Yeah, he stepped on the eight, uh, on the foot of the offensive lineman that was out there. So I think is he that just, what it was? Yeah, it was a twisted ankle. Twisted his ankle. Well, it. But might, that's a huge loss. It, he's out. Yeah, he hopped his way to the near sideline, which wasn't far away, and now barely putting any weight on that right ankle. He's going to be checked by trainers over here on the near sideline. They do have a pretty good backup. In Langston Lavelle. Yeah. Almost a 1A, 1B, but Brown has been so good, he's kind of separated himself this year. But Lavelle, a solid back, a junior, and he'll get the call. Or no, it's Hopper. Hopper will keep it. Hopper will take it wide to the right, and then he'll step out of bounds as he crosses 35. And so... Uh, going to bring up fourth down, but they've got room to punt it. Yeah. The only surprise there is that Hopper stepped out of bounds. Yeah. That's where the coaches are probably trying to keep you in bounds, but he went yes. out of bounds on the far sideline from his bench, probably didn't hear the coaches. Yeah. 16 left. Right. There you, you there you like for it. If you can't get it, go out, just go down and keep the clock running or force Homestead to take a timeout. Punt formation for the Panthers. They'll give it back to Homestead. 7-16 on the clock. Good snap. Kick away. Not very deep. It's going to take a hop at the 42. Take a good Snyder roll and go all the way inside the 30-yard line. Back your roll's dead right on the 30. And so uh, that ends up being a pretty good kick. I think that's somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 yards. And about the uh, last 12 or 13 of it was all on the bounce. So first and 10 for the Spartans. They're down by 10. They've got 7.05 to play, and we've seen this offense. It can strike quick, and it can strike with big plays. And that's what Snyder's defense has to be leery of here. Yeah, they got to keep them in front of them and make Homestead earn it. 
Remember that Snyder-Carroll game. Carroll struck on a couple of big plays. There's a little screen. They again throw the wide receiver screen to Anderson. Oh, he he may have lost oh, the football they as he down. went down. Oh, wow. Yeah, they call him down. The ball came free, but they said his knee had already gone down right near the 39-yard line. So it will be a yard short of a first down, a nine-yard pickup on that little slip screen to the wide receiver. Let's see. Oh, that ball was out. Wow, they got a gift. That was Homestead. From the left hash, a drop back. They'll give a pump fake and go. Got a man oh, wide open. And over the shoulder <laughs> catch by Anderson. Or was that Sparrow? That was Sparrow. Sparrow on that far sideline. And he had to go way up and make the catch. Toe tap to stay in bounds. But it is at the 43 of Snyder. First and 10 on a great catch by Gage Sparrow right along the sideline. Yeah, it was an awesome throw, too. Slavin drops back, throws over the middle. Oh, he fit it in between three defenders. A tight window, and it's Max Schultz with a sliding catch at the Snyder 25. It's a great route. 17-yard gain, and Slavin right on target. Oh, that's low snap. Slavin picks oh, it no, up. They he got throws behind him. Deep corner. Touchdown. Got a man. Nate Anderson. Touchdown. Homestead. got past the corner on the far sideline. There was no over-the-top help. The corner is waving his hands out with his palms raised, asking, where was my help over the top? And Slavin, good composure on that low snap. He had to go down and basically that one just hugged the ground back to him and he had to reach down, pick it up, and then find his man Anderson running the sideline route. And now Homestead with the extra point. It is good and we've got a three-point game and that only took a little over half a minute. We're gonna keep it here. Now Snyder has to respond. And, you know, here's the big question. Right now, now the momentum is on Homestead's yeah. side. They made it a three-point game. Still plenty of time with 627 left. 17-14. Snyder does not have Tyrese Brown. He's going to continue to sit on the near sideline after twisting an ankle. And so... Uh, you got to wonder, what, what do you go to in the playbook? Do you, you know, and I, and I wonder if you do the, uh, to me, if you could go with the fake to the running back and have Hopper keep it, just because Homestead is probably going to buy that power run to the running back. Well, they're going to have to figure, like you said, they're going to, they got to keep the ball on the ground for the most part here. But, you know, you're in that, you're in that catch 22 now because you know the momentum swung. You're only up three now. So it's, it's critical that you're going to need about two or three, two or three first downs. Sparks Carter Dixon to kick it off. Will this one stay in play? Here is the kick, low line drive, and the answer, no. It will go into the end zone and be a touchback. So Snyder comes on with their offense with 6.27 still to play. Snyder a 17-14 lead. 
checking some of the other scores. Lures 47-9 over Northside. That's still a third-quarter score. You've got Northrop 21-0 over Concordia. Carroll big over Dwanger. Wow. Tell you what, nobody may be playing any better right now in the SAC than the Carroll Chargers. Yeah. They're doing it offensively, and now they've improved the defense. The shutout of Northside holding Bishop Dwanger to seven. In the third quarter, what a game for Carroll. And they're going to be sitting there because, right, you know, they've got the Snyder and Homestead left. Well, and remember, here's the handoff. It is Lavelle. No room to run right side. He gets taken down, and it's actually a one, maybe even two-yard loss. Give him a loss of about a yard. Just inside the 20, second down and 11. Think about Carroll is the head-to-head -head against Lures the very first yeah. week, and they lost that game by a touchdown, 38-31. Yeah. We were there, and it's hard to imagine a week one game may ultimately decide yeah. a conference. But but that's the beauty of the sack because, we you know, they don't have any, you know, patsy games. Handoff up the middle. Lavelle powers it to the 25-yard line, spinning and working his way for extra yardage after contact. He gains. This is huge right now. Homestead needs the stop. It's a three-point Snyder lead with five and a half minutes left. Tough play call, too. Do you trust the run with Lavelle? Double tied in. Here comes the play. They'll fake the handoff. Throw it out wide. Flores ball. the catch. First down across the 30. He made a man miss. And now he gets across the 35 to the 37. And what a throw to Kamari Juarez on the gamble play action. They faked the handoff that time, rolled a little bit to the left, and a perfect strike to Juarez on the out route for first down yardage. Yeah, Hopper did a great job, you know, did a good job with the play fake. Trusting a quarterback that's gaining experience. Remember, Hopper was in there last year. Yep. And they had trust and faith in him to deliver on that big third down. It's first down Snyder at their own 30. Six. Handoff Lavelle going to bounce it to the left. He gets wrapped up at the ankles, but still breaks away. And then finally about the third man in, pops him and takes him down. As Lavelle just never got going because he had someone hanging on his shoes. And so it's no gain. Maybe, nope, they won't even give him a yard. They'll almost say he lost a half a yard. So it's second down. And again, long 10, short 11. And the clock continues to run with 4.18 left. You know, Homestead may take a timeout after this play if they get a big stop. Extra tight end in motion in the backfield to give to Lavelle. Try to take it again to the left. He gets met and taken down. There's no edge. The containment was there. And a solid play by the Spartans. Carter Kube. A 6-185-pound linebacker, he played the outside shoulder to make sure to tuck Lavelle on the inside and then popped him for no gain. It's third down and a long 10. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't take a timeout there. It's 340 left. Well, they will if they uh, have to here on fourth down, I'm sure. Play action. Hopper drops, throws to the flat, incomplete. It'll stop the clock and save Homestead a timeout and bring up a fourth down 11 from their own 36. And Snyder is going to have to kick it away with three and a half minutes left, exactly the scenario that Homestead was hoping for when they were down 14 to nothing at halftime. Yeah, they uh, Homestead kind of snuffed that one out. They went back to the play. They just ran and 
Hopper really didn't have anywhere to go with it, so he threw it over his head. Ran it the opposite direction, that time to the right. Oh, High snap, but handled, and the kick by Talamantes is one. a good one. What a deep kick. Taken over the shoulder by Barkas at about the 20. Wrapped up at the 25, and he'll fight to get out to the 27. That is a 40, about a 45-yard kick, and now we've got flags as there's a dog pile out there. And you've got, again, you've got Spartans getting flagged. Barkas still barking. And it's, I think Barkas is going to get at least one of these flags, if not two of them. Not sure what was happening in the bottom of that pileup. But we had two flags thrown high in the air. So these are going to be either unsportsmanlike or... Well, if if Homestead gets called here, it's going to be huge because it's going to be 15. So you're going to march it back to the 15-yard line. It's, it's kind of uncommon to see Homestead lose their cool here. So the official coming over to talk to Coach Kurt Tipman on the near sideline. Looks like now he's the question is if somebody well the question is could somebody have been ejected because we've yeah. had other unsportsmanlike penalties in this game. And so uh, we're going to take the football and march it back to the 27-yard line. Well, I don't know what we're doing. So it's first and 10 from their own 27. Spartans have three minutes and 18 seconds to work with. They're down by three. Here we go. Another instant classic, Shannon. <laughs> We've had a string of some pretty good games. Last week... 37-21, the by far the biggest margin we've seen this year. Yeah, there's Homestead, first and ten. And they got him And you've got somebody jumping at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they got... Uh, it's a offside neutral zone uh, encroachment. And so five yards marched off to the 32. Free yardage for Homestead. Still 318 to play. Snyder 17, Homestead 14. This is, uh, we're going to see if Homestead, or uh, Snyder's defense has grown up this week. Anderson wide to the left. That's the wide side of the field. Watch him. Drop back. Quarterback draw. Slavin wow, just dives forward across the 35 to the 36 after picking up about four yards. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised by that call, but... You know, trying to get the momentum going here, uh, you know, calm them down. I think they thought that with the four wide that the wide backers would split on the slot receivers and the safeties would split on the wideouts. Hand off this time to Fox. He is grabbed one-handed at the 36, and he may not have even gotten to the 37. A Snyder defender right up front. And, you know, I, I'm trying to see if that once again is uh, Markel Keel. Just reached out with one hand and pulled down the jersey. It's third down and a yard. Hard count for Slavin. Third down and one from the 36. Two receivers left. Two receivers right. Quarterback sneak, and Slavin will get the push from his offensive line to get him out to the 38-yard line for a first down. That was good push because there's a lot of bodies in there. Homestead ought to come back to that three-by-one and get Anderson singled out here one-on-one, -on -one and they have it. 
First and 10 from the 38-yard line, just over two minutes left. They'll drop, deep sideline route. Anderson reaches, but it's over his head. Incomplete down the left sideline. That'll stop the clock with 2.03 to play. That's Second down and 10, Spartans at their own 38. Anderson's not even on the field. I was going to say. <laughs> that was, he was the intended target on the deep sideline route. I thought it was Sparrow. Again, dirty windows. Sparrow <laughs> in the slot. Anderson wide left. Two receivers to the right. And a drop back for Slavin. Throwing. Got a man, but he underthrew it. It's tipped and it's incomplete. Had Schultz on the out route, but the pass just enough underthrown that the Snyder defender got up and deflected it in front of Schultz and almost gave his safety a chance to come over with the pick. Now it's third down and 10. Well, the corner down here did an excellent job. He got the quarterback to bait to the corner route and came off of it, made a heck of a play. Big third and 10. Drop back Slavin, set up the screen. Looking at the Sparrow. Sparrow spins the 45. Wow. And out to the 49. Sparrow does it himself near midfield. 12 yards, first down. What a great. A minute 51 left, and the Spartans are first and 10 near the 50-yard line. Drop back Slavin. Looking left sideline. He threw it too far. taking that sideline route. Rodgers got a head start to head that way, and he cut in front and intercepted it on a poorly thrown ball. Handoff goes to the running back, Lavelle. He'll get a couple to about the 35, and Homestead's going to have to use one of their timeouts. Minute 34 left. It is 17-14. to 14. Snyder holding on to the three-point lead. I believe Homestead's got four turnovers tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Two fumbles in the first half. Well, maybe just three. But that's still, I mean, that's uncharacteristic of them. Well, they had the fumble here in the second half, back right. in the third quarter, when uh, Slavin got hit, dropping back right. to throw. That was on a fourth down. Yeah. Now you've got Snyder with the football. With a minute 34 to play, it's going to be second down. We'll call it seven with the ball resting at the Spartans' 35-yard line. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things. If they can get a big stop here and force the third and long. Well, Homestead needs to get a, a stop and get the football right, back. Right. Snyder just needs a first down. Right. Now only two timeouts left for Homestead on the second down and seven play from the 35. 
Ball's on the right hash. Hopper, the quarterback. Brought a new running back into the game, I think. I don't know if that's Lavelle back there trying to get a number. And it's the given. It is Lavelle. Lavelle will take the carry inside the 35, inside the 30, and that'll be a first down at the 29-yard line. And that's just Homestead reaching in, trying to strip Lavelle. And Lavelle just staying on his feet and motoring right down the field. Well, and he stepped up pretty big here after they lost Brown earlier. But well, they marked him a little short, so it's going to be a third and one here. Trying to see if we can spot Tyrese Brown on the sideline. I don't see him still sitting, so... Yeah, they may have... They've either taken him off... Or, nope, he's uh, he's right on the sideline giving instructions. Oh, there so. he is. They took his helmet away. Yeah, they took his helmet away, so he's not going to re-enter the game, but he's right up by the sideline cheering on his guys. And so another timeout taken by Homestead. They've got one timeout left, minute 27 to play. It's a 17-14 Snyder lead. Coming up after the game, be sure to join us over the Coventry Pizza Hut. Caleb Hatch and I will have all your scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more. Big games throughout the area. Of course, going on up at uh, East Noble, you've got the Leo Lions and the East Noble Knights. That one big for Leo through three quarters. We'll get a final score on that one. Also, we'll get the final score on Carol Dwinger. The Chargers wow. were dominating the Bishop Dwinger Saints. It's 42-23 in the fourth. It's tightened up a little yeah. bit. It was 42-7 to yeah. late in the third. Of course, now you might have a lot of second-team oh, guys in there. Here's the handoff. Lavelle up the middle. Breaks away from an arm tackle as he's inside the 30 and powering to the 26. First down. They can about Well, that's it. They didn't have the first down. Now they do. Yeah. And that just about puts it away. Only one timeout. Minute 21 left. And you've got... Uh, Leo East Noble is turning into a game. 32, it was 32 to 12, it's now 32 to 25. Leo a seven point lead. And, and they're Noble approaching driving. midway midway through the fourth quarter with East Noble driving the football. Yeah, but it looks like they're inside the 30. Another big one up there. Clock runs under a minute. First and 10 for the Panthers. They lead at 17 to 14 over Homestead. And Snyder's going to improve to 3 and 1. And of course, we uh, had this conversation last week. Not sure it would be a debate or not, but Snyder, if they ran the table and knocked off Lures. Bishop Lures, they would have they would be a half game behind. Yeah, because but, of not playing Southside. Yeah. See, I was by the standings, they would be a half game behind. But if they were tied, they would own the tiebreaker. And so, yeah, it could be very interesting when uh, things get down to weeks eight and nine, how they're going to play that out. Yeah, and I and I thought they um, we had this on the pregame. I thought they gave Snyder the win and a two nothing uh, win because Southside was the one that quote unquote forfeited the game. There was but, no forfeit. It was a Game. It's a canceled game, but it's not going to be made up either. Right. So you're, I mean, that's a. So you're <laughs> going to end up. You could have Snyder at seven and one, Lures at eight and one, Snyder with a tiebreaker, but there's no tie. They could come back to the Homestead game as common opponent, and that doesn't settle it either because they both beat them <laughs> by three. Yeah. Snyder going to a knee. One more snap. 45 seconds. Snyder leading at 17 to 14. 
What a night for the Panthers. Tied up in Kendallville. Wow. East Noble with the huge comeback at home. Got a run up the middle, big gap. Oh, wow. And just never went down. Got a big run, and there's going to be the, the clock winding down. Snyder Panther fans starting the celebration. And Snyder comes out to Homestead and basically eliminates Homestead from contention in this SAC race. So the Bell, after two years out here at Homestead, is now going to have a new home. And it's got to be di disappointing for the Homestead Spartans. Two three-point losses on their home field might cost them the conference. And the, here's another thing. Both with the ball in their hands, driving late in the game. One went against Bishop Lures, they got the pick. Late, remember, they're down yep. there, and all they needed was a field goal to go up seven. They chose to throw it, got it picked, and then tonight they're driving, and Slavin tries to fit a ball that probably didn't need to be done, and it cost them. So two big interceptions Homestead has had against them has led to their two defeats. High intensity in this game tonight, Shannon. We oh, saw yeah. a number of unsportsmanlike penalties. These two teams obviously have a rivalry that's been established from their postseason matchups even before the Spartans entered the SAC. But this ends a three-game losing streak for Snyder to the Homestead Spartans. They had lost three in a row to Homestead, and now tonight Snyder gets the win, 17-14. to 14. Now, we've seen a lot of games in the SAC with plenty of points. This is really a, a defensive battle if you look at the number on the scoreboard. But really dictated more, I think, by Snyder's ability to run the football. No question. I mean, they ran the ball effectively tonight. And the big thing with defense, here's a defense that's been a little bit hampered by the big play. And they didn't give it up tonight. Their secondary is, you know, actually seen them growing up before our eyes. How many times have we seen them throw it over the top of their head? They got one tonight, but for the most part, they played very solid defense keeping Homestead in front of them and forcing Homestead to drive the long field as well, which is always tough. Tell you, we got to call out a player, Kidrell Billingsley, yeah. who started the season as a wide receiver. We saw him plenty of times out there offensively for Snyder. Tonight, it was his role defensively matched up on the corner as the corner against Nate Anderson. And we saw some completions to Anderson in that pocket over the corner before the safety got over. But I don't think it was blown coverage. It was just good execution of a gap in the in the scheme. But uh, I felt overall that you saw a, a good night defensively by Kedrell Billingsley. He des deserves credit. And a Dorian Rogers alertly making that pick. Oh, Almost yeah. a Jesse Bates type play oh, yeah. out center field. Reading it. Getting a jump on it, no hesitation, made the interception. That basically sealed the deal. And no question. And, and, and remember, you give Snyder basically two weeks to prepare for Homestead. 
I mean, that's a big, that was a big factor tonight because they didn't have a game last week. They were well-rested. You could tell Homestead really took a better part of a uh, half a game to really get going. They had a lot of heavy legs, and uh, Snyder was fresh. Coach Tittman and his staff did a phenomenal job. And like you said, they take their athletes, they put them in successful positions. Billingsley's a prime example to give them more uh, uh, better coverage uh, tonight, and it worked out. And then, of course, what he can what can you say about Brown? He, of course, he hurt his ankle, but it looks like he's going to be okay. But, man, oh, man, did he have a game tonight. Snyder comes out to Homestead, gets the 17-14 win. Still coming up tonight, we've got all your scores, highlights, coaches, interviews, and more as we'll make our way over to the Coventry Pizza Hut. We hope that you join us. So if you're with Homestead or Snyder, maybe getting into the car right now and got a chance to hear us, head on over to the Coventry Pizza Hut. Great way to wrap up your Friday night of football. Of course, Pizza Hut, not only with the pizza, but if anybody loves wings, they've got the full <laughs> assortment, so many toppings. I love the wings at Pizza Hut, and uh, I've fallen quite fond of the pasta as well. I bet. I the bet. chicken Maybe. Alfredo pasta. The I'll Tuscani be a, pasta. I won't be as quick tonight because it's going to be a little bit of a uh, car jam out there in that parking lot. Yeah, and uh, well, that's why I'm kind of taking our time here <laughs> because uh, we did get a game that wrapped up very early, so yeah. we're ahead of schedule, and uh, I'm just wow. fine sitting here and letting the traffic jam <laughs> kind of break a little bit before I take off, so you might be okay. Okay, because I'll get out before you. I'm waiting for the traffic. Yeah, I don't ever remember being done with the game at 9:19. Well, right now, for those of you that aren't familiar, out here at Homestead on the campus, they've got major construction. Yeah. I mean, they are clearing uh, land, they are clearing grass, they've got plenty of dust in the air. In fact, I had, I had talked to them about the windows because we <laughs> literally can't hardly see out these windows. And uh, and I got the reply say, yeah, the dust that's been in the air that's been kicked up from all the construction and it's been so dry it's kind of settled on the windows it's just awful but uh, but you've got uh, construction out here they're building the new gymnasium they've got Locker new uh, baseball field uh, I mean there's so many different things happening all around this football field the one thing that's not left over is a lot of parking right and so you've got one little parking lot over here at the middle school uh, where everybody is parked I think middle and elementary yeah. yep. and uh, there's one little lane to get out of there. Yeah. So that's why everybody pretty much backs up on that side. And we'll be making our way over to the Coventry Pizza Hut coming up later. But I'm sure there's some people that are stuck in their cars right now saying, uh, you know, you should have told us this like <laughs> yesterday before we came to the game. Well, you should get the police escort. I mean, there's a couple of sheriffs hey, out there. You know, I, I, I should have had the chopper you come. You should. Pick, I should have had the chopper come. You could have landed right there on the I 50. could have landed right here and gotten over to Pizza <laughs> Hut. But um, here's the thing. Here's what you can do if you're in the traffic jam you just pull out your phone you use the pizza hut app exactly you order whatever it is you want and you can when you get there it's all ready you can eat it while you dine in you can maybe take it home but you use the app 15 20 minutes you get through the traffic jam you get over to pizza hut perfect i got it all figured out right you know just let me plan your night that's right i got nothing else going on on fridays you, yeah just, you you may be able to get my yeah you like those wings you can maybe oh, have a little bit wings. of six pack for me to head on home they're eight packs and i might uh, <laughs> be able to do that for you. Pull some strings. Believe me, I know exactly how many there 
are, and I count them every time I open. Yeah, you got to watch Caleb. He sneaks them in. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, we're going to be going over there for the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show in just a few minutes. Caleb is already there, so if you get a table, you get a seat, uh, you can check out the show. Caleb Hatch is standing by with your scores, highlights, coaches, interviews, and more from the Coventry Pizza Hut. Big one here, fourth down in uh, Kendallville with uh, uh, Leo driving here. Leo on the move uh, at about the 35-yard uh, line of uh, East Noble. Oh, wow, they ran. And a run up oh, the middle wow. for first down yardage, so the chains will move, and they'll just... Uh, it's going to go down to the wire. That was, what a game, though. Yeah. You know, we thought that was going to be such a game. We were actually disappointed because it turned out to be what we thought was a route. Through three quarters, it was what, 32-12? Yeah. to 32-12. A 20-point lead for Leo through three quarters. And East Noble staged a huge fourth-quarter comeback. And now it's all tied up at 32 apiece. And uh, Leo on the drive trying to have some heroics. But we've got that game and more coming oh. up on our post-game show here in just a few minutes. So once again, here at Homestead, Snyder has improved to 3-1, and one, while Homestead falls to 3-2 and two with a 17-14 Snyder win over the Homestead Spartans. Podcasts by Federated Media.